0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 150th episode of the High Sensitivity Podcast and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here we talk about video game and movie news as well as we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry along with my co-hosts.
1: My name is Craig. I am 150 years old. Nice to meet you.
2: (laughs) My name is also Craig. It was kind of nice to get the little uh Facebook memory yesterday of the three year anniversary of our podcast. That was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time.
0: Yeah. Three years. Part of me can't, you know, believe we've been doing it for as long as we have, but mm-hmm. what's always been here and I, you know, is always with us. It's the news for the <laughs> hundred hun- Yeah. Probably a hundredth time. We're going to yep. talk about the news. So overall it's not a huge week for news. It was kind of straining for <laughs> For some, <laughs> so for example, we got Cyberpunk and Attack on Titan in Fortnite. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this pretty much coming off the second to last episode, I guess, of Attack on Titan. If you haven't watched it, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. But uh, Fortnite just continues to come out with uh, cool, you know, cool collaborations and the. You know how when they did, I guess, Dragon Ball, they did like the Kamehameha. They added mm-hmm. like the ODM gear mm-hmm. from Attack on Titan where they kind of just fly around. Oh, so sick. It, it at least it looks that. cool. I think you could definitely yeah. make some cool clips that I'll be willing to watch with it. But, you know, I've, if I played Fortnite, this would definitely be up my alley. And
2: Fortnite's... The non-build mode is so good. It is. Nah, I'm not ashamed to say that.
1: <laughs> it is. That That's actually... That's why I got back into Fortnite. I don't play it all the time, but my wife and I play it with friends and we started when the no build came back. Yeah.
2: And Definitely t- to tie into that too. I don't know if you had this written down or not, Barry, but to tie into tie um shredder from Ninja Turtles is coming to Warzone, Call of yep. duty. How crazy yep. is that?
0: Yeah, I think it's a cool skit. So random. It kind of makes sense with like the theme that they're going for this season. So I'm, right. uh, I'm cool with it as well, but you know, I'm going to talk about a bit more about apex legends next week. So be on the look for that because things are changing Ooh. in Apex Legends. Yeah. So we'll Ooh.
2: I'll be up. tuning it's in. It's about yeah. time to jump back in, I think. It's been a yeah,
0: while. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what I've been thinking, too. Next up is the Resident Evil 4 remake demo is out. They Capcom did a whole thing where they were talking about the new Street Fighter and Resident Evil 4 remake. Reports have already come out. It looks like the remake is going to run better on the PS5, so if that matters to you, you're either looking at the Series X or the PS5 version seems like if you've got if you have a choice go with the ps5 version so it kind of makes sense that sony's been like almost having like a deal with capcom here for a lot of their stuff but things just need to be running better on playstation and maybe that's just because they have one type of console where if you're on xbox you have to optimize a game for two different consoles maybe that's something to a, a deep dive for me to get into but uh yeah download it i need to play it still it won't be my games of this week but i will be playing it eventually
2: Mm. yeah i'll hold off because i have that as my one of the things i played this week so i'll go into it later
1: oh okay
0: next up for me is the did you guys see the Gollum trailer did you guys like i've totally forgot about this game Mm. uh because it was was on yeah 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 (laughs) it was game of the year for me
1: last year (laughs)
0: I didn't hate the trailer. I actually think they're trying to do something a little <laughs> bit cooler with this game. I think it seems as though they're trying to make Maybe. Gollum not a piece of crap. Maybe. It's going to be yeah. a very experimental game, at least in my eyes. So we'll we we'll have to see how mm-hmm. it plays out, but you know, if they said it was coming out 2023, we'll have to see if that's actually the case because it was supposed to come out last year. So, you know, for Gollum, yeah. more Lord of the Rings is a cool thing. I like Lord of the Rings.
1: I mean, I hear they're adding, like, a bunch of Lord of the Ring games on the horizon. They're just going to try to just... I think they're doing, like, a Silent Hill thing where they're just making, like, 85 games, like, under the, under the same, like, umbrella, so to speak. So this should be, like, the first of many is what I'm hearing.
2: Yeah, it definitely looked like a game from that trailer, that's for sure.
1: It looked like a video game. Yeah. It looked like a... <laughs>
0: Suicide squad was delayed again. And according to a report from Bloomsburg, it actually has to do with the fan backlash of it being a live yeah. service game. So take with that what you will. Those of you who are not looking forward to the game, looks like you guys, but you know, Craig over here is like, yeah, I win. I'm finally went. I, I did it. I did it. So we'll have to, we'll have to see how they change it within the time limit that they have to get this game out. But I guess Maybe they decide to go for something more of like a Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm hoping that's what they're trying to do with it instead. That,
2: that's of what they should yeah. do. Making it a live yep. service. Yeah, I didn't see a, a date. Did they say a date? It kind of seemed like no it was kind of no. like a. Well, no and that makes me think that they're going to be doing a decent amount of changes then.
1: Yeah, 2024, calling it.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to get delayed again.
1: Yeah. That's
2: it's fine. If they delay. get rid of all the live service stuff, which they don't need. I'm all for, you know, waiting until next year. That's fine.
1: And uh, we know how we all feel about delays on this podcast, you know, save a couple of games. It's just like, thank you so much. Give me time to play what I'm playing. Yep.
0: (laughs) And lastly, on my end is in today's news of Nintendo does weird stuff in honor of the final trailer of Mario, uh, the movie. They've decided to show off Mario's shoes at a Nintendo store. There's a picture of it in like a glass case. I I don't know. It, it and it's like it's funny cuz like people are like, "Oh my god, it's Nintendo shoes." And it's like I, you know, it makes me think I'm not the weirdest Nintendo fanboy sometimes cuz there are people lining up to take pictures with these size 4 <laughs> Mario
2: shoes. Right. Let me let me ask you this though. It it was weird. It was very weird, but if they were like to theoretically be like we're going to be selling next week uh sora shoes you would buy those
0: sora shoes no i can't there's no way I can buy those. <laughs> you would buy them and now, display them
1: <laughs> now Kyrie shoes yes yes kind of but that, or riku guy, yeah. shoes yes yes you if would you would shoes. be there day one to if buy there were riku things. shoes yes
0: yeah you know you would you would put look, them in I, a glass case. Look, I uh, look, I get it. I'm the Kingdom Hearts fanboy of the podcast. Yep. But first off, his <laughs> shoes are clown shoes. Second off, they are. They, they're going to like they Square are. Enix would recharge a ridiculous <laughs> amount for it. Like I wouldn't be able to buy it because it'd be super expensive. And on top of that, too, I'm just not a shoe guy. Yeah. You, you guys know that about me. I'm not a shoe guy.
2: Yeah. What about his gloves?
0: I'm also not a glove guy
2: or his leather jacket. What about his leather a, jacket?
0: You know, okay. Now, now we're starting to get somewhere. But the, if if there were okay, yep. maybe it's leather jacket. All right, all right. Jacket, <laughs> but that
1: I found. I it. heard. A, uh, go, ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I gotta hear I it. Was now. Say, Come on, I, I was me. looking Come through. It. I, I was looking through my news, and there was a recent update that Barry recently asked the the landlord of his development to change his access to his apartment to a keyblade. <laughs> um i don't have much on it it's a recent one um apparently more to de- more development is going to happen soon so we'll keep you guys updated
0: look there's only one true keyblade wielder so like so at least in my eyes like it's a lot more secure if i went with a keyblade instead of a regular key so fair and you already have a keyblade
2: so you'd be all i set. do
0: yeah true they just need to change the locks i'm just waiting for that part yeah yep. Well, That's you don't actually news. put
2: it in the lock anyway. You just point it at it if you're going by the game. You do. You yeah. do.
0: And I do. And a little light beam shoots out and unlocks the door for me.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. That is a cool <laughs> way to unlock something. Yeah. All right. Joke's
0: on you. You're trying to make fun of me, and I made it cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. I have,
2: I have a couple things here for news. It's not a huge week for news, obviously. But um, we got a date for Exoprimal, July 14th. Um, that is also a game that looks like a game and that'll also be coming on game pass. I don't know how I feel about this game yet. It seems weird, possibly interesting. I don't know yet.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I'm
1: intrigued.
2: (laughs) I'm a little intrigued. Dinosaurs and mechs. Like, I don't know. Exo primal suits. I I don't know.
0: Yeah. That game had like a weird trailer. So I, I have no clue what to think of this game. Yeah. Isn't I have isn't a feeling it a it's game, game Pass. Not gonna be
2: very good. Yeah, it's going to be Game Pass day one. Um okay. it's already up on there. I think you can preinstall if you want to pre-install way ahead of time. No reason to do that, but um yeah, I mean, I'll at least try it since I don't have to buy it. For sure. Yeah, true. It could be a good, you know, multiplayer game with your friends possibly.
0: Yeah. A little little fun mindless shooter maybe with your friends, but yeah. it's going to be a live service yeah. game. Yeah. They aren't going to delay it for that.
2: No. No, they won't. No. <laughs> um, all No. right. Next one I got. Uh, you know what? You know what we haven't done in a while? Let's go back into the world of Microsoft versus Sony. I like that. Everybody loves that it. every week. Let's get into it. I just specifically wanted to comment on some of the things that were said by Sony this week that made me chuckle. Um, mm. <laughs> specifically, oh, the Sony is afraid that Microsoft will intentionally make the Sony versions of Call of Duty buggy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sh- what? <laughs> that was a new one for me. Um, and then also saying yeah. that they didn't care about uh, a deal with you know Microsoft over Call of Duty. They just wanted to block their purchase. Um, not the best look. The buggy thing to me is just hilarious. When has yeah. that ever happened? Everywhere, anywhere with any company. I don't. Sony's never done that to Microsoft, to my knowledge
1: no that's yeah, petty it, though that's, yeah, yeah, that's a it's, very petty
0: statement yeah. yeah it's a weird thing considering like you know this kind of all has started with and, and this is something that still gets me a little bit but like the fact that mlb the show which was a playstation exclusive game is yeah. like it's on xbox which is good but like xbox mm-hmm. players have been, been able to get it for free for the last three years so yep it's mm-hmm. it, it's just like why can't it just be okay? Xbox can get MLB and Sony can like also have COD. Like what's right? What's the, right. what's the big deal? Like just I just wish everybody could play nice, but you know that's not that's not how things work.
2: <laughs> I mean it, it, that's on top of what we've already said before. Microsoft already offered Sony to put it on PlayStation Plus day one, Call of Duty, yeah. along with putting it on Game Pass day one, and they want nothing to do with that, which. Okay, I don't understand why you would be against that if it was the option was either which would never happen. But if the option was you don't get Call of Duty or we allow you to put it on your PlayStation Plus day one, why would you not want that? It's just so weird to me that they're so against everything that has to do with this Activision merger purchase, whatever
1: it's really showing like a real negative side of the game and it's not even politics at this point i mean we've we've compared it to like we've compared it to two two like seven-year-olds fighting over a toy like and they just continue to show their 7 year oldism, like specifically sony you know in particular so i don't know it's 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 not professional (laughs) it's not at all no (laughs) um and then the last one i
2: have um, some more angry. I'm not Yeah, angry. I'm going to go with angry news on this one for sure. Um, let's go back to GameStop. And specifically, I want to talk about these Resident Evil 4 Collectors Edition pre-orders. Um, oh, so yes. basically what happened for those who don't know is everybody who pre-ordered the Collectors Edition of Resident Evil 4 on their website, they all got canceled. And now everybody who pre-ordered in store, their Collectors Editions got canceled as well um i was you know kind of going through the uh gamestop subreddit today and it was interesting seeing like all the employees as well being like yeah mine got canceled too so at this point it seems like they just canceled all of them like every single one so maybe they're not getting any i don't know what the deal is but like just another bad bad look we've already you know i've personally you know shown my issues with trying to pre-order things through GameStop um, and having a ton of issues. So I'm assuming it's just a lack of stock on their part, but I haven't seen any other retailers canceling pre-orders yet. Have you like Amazon or Best Buy or anybody? It's just GameStop, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know what's going on, but uh, just I'm going to say an, another nail in the coffin for GameStop.
0: Yeah, but how many nails can, can like- there be?
1: <laughs> yeah that's right that's where i'm thinking too barry like can we look back when has gamestop had a good look let's right. think right let's think for a second <laughs> yeah you know what's funny is like
2: i'm reading all this stuff like today i was reading some more stuff and i'm sitting there doing like the nervous look because i have my in-store pre-order for tuesday for wwe i'm just like waiting for the call to be like uh we didn't get it you know what i mean like i'm just waiting Crossing my fingers that doesn't happen, but oh I wouldn't be God. surprised at this point if you know I I either don't hear anything on Tuesday or get a call saying yeah we didn't get it. Um, so I guess it's safe to say at this point, just don't pre-order from GameStop.
0: Maybe coming from someone yeah, who I don't want to totally from write them all. <laughs>
2: huh? Oh, I pre-ordered
0: from them today. I went I went to go get the <laughs> Resident 4 Evil uh, Resident Evil Four demo uh, remake.
1: Pre-ordered. Oh, just the regular, just the regular one, one, not the collectors. Okay.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to like completely write them off because, um, I've had nothing but good interactions with local stores. It's just the the corporate version is terrible. And you know, as like a kind of something to throw out there, like don't throw your hate at the local employees either, because it's not their fault. If you get a call saying that your collector's edition is canceled, like don't take it out on them they're just as annoyed as you are. Um, and I'm more than happy to support my local GameStop store. But like, man, when you expect something that you pre-ordered a while ago, and it just, you know, a week or two before it comes out, you find out you're not getting it. It's just a bad feeling.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting contrast, because that has to be the growing theme with everybody Well, without not everybody, you can't never say everybody. But with a lot of people with GameStop, like how many of us have positive experiences with a local GameStop, but then experiences like the Resident Evil 4 Collectors Edition example, or let's just say many examples, yeah. you know, within the last like couple of years. So it's 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 weird. It's it's like you want to you want to support the paychecks of the nearby people that you know who have accurately giving you a good game recommendation or have shown nothing but up, you know, upscale customer service. But, you know, most of us have become less of an in-store consumer anyway. So it's kind of hard to support one when, you know, you're getting like a bad example from the other, you know, Um, especially because like, I know I go in the store less, I will go in store less to do any type of pre-ordering scenario or purchasing scenario but you know i don't know it's it's again like another nail in the coffin yeah like uh i i haven't like i stopped
2: going in most stores for pre-ordering for a long time but because of my issues with the hogwarts legacy where i didn't get it until pretty much a week later that's when i was like all right I had my pre-order for WWE on online and I, after that I canceled it and just went right into the store. That's the first time I've been into a GameStop in probably six months, if not longer. And like, I'm happy to go in there and do that as long as that's going to guarantee that I'm going to get it that day. But if I get burned on an in-store one, um, then I'm probably going to be done altogether. I think.
1: And that's fair. Yeah. Digital? Yeah, are we uh, all going digital? <laughs> no, yeah,
0: no, 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 <laughs> not digital. But I guess, I guess for me, kind of the next step in their lifespan would be to almost go like the way of a cartridges galore or something like that. If people don't know mm-hmm. what that is, but almost like you're independent, yep. like you're like you take almost like how Chick fil A stores work, where you have the brand name and all of the ingredients of food and stuff, but you own that store. So a part of me wonders when do they like when does GameStop finally just go, okay, you can pay for the name and pay for everything like that. But you own the store that you're in because like, you know, there's there's definitely places where GameStop will always like get get business, especially like, for example, where we live. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd hate for those people to be out of the job. And, you know, if they were able to manage their own store, how they want to manage it. I feel like a lot of other people would be happy, whether it's, you know, them helping customers or of like the general public feeling is better because now they're supporting a
1: true local store. Right, exactly. and there's a lot of great people that work at GameStop, you know, Uh, because the gaming community is very dedicated. We're all nerds. Twenty twenty three and the last couple of decades have provided an ability to be proud to be a nerd, you know? (laughs) And um, to be honest, if you work in a place like Walmart or, you know, like a Best Buy or anything like that, sometimes you you, like if I worked in a Walmart, I would want to work in just the video game section. Yeah. You know, just that. And that's what GameStop does. It takes like an entire section and it creates a store out of it of like what essentially is your favorite or I'm assuming a lot of people in GameStop that is their favorite hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot there's a lot of good people that are working for a company that's making a lot of bad mistakes yeah. uh, consistently, I might add. So,
2: yeah, and most most of those people are leaving that company, though. Yeah. You know, um, because of, you know, the increased pressure to get preorders or, you know, whatever else, get the pro membership selling those. So you just see a mass exodus of people right now being like, yeah, I'm done with working at GameStop. Or the amount of times I read stuff that's like, don't ever work at a GameStop ever. <laughs> it's like, OK, mm-hmm. I get it. Like, it's just not being run well. Um, it's almost it's like the let's see how far we can wring it dry before it goes completely bankrupt at this point. Yeah. but Yeah, that was uh, all I had. You have something upbeat, Craig? oh <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> uh i guess kind of yeah a little bit okay. more um nothing crazy um i had some of the announcements that you guys already talked about um but two th- very very small things is there was a recent march 8th ps5 update that or playstation update that did allow us to finally charge i'm uh, sorry update our ps5 controllers wirelessly for all of us who do own yes. that Um, which is nice. It's a very small first-world problem, but I normally forget until a controller update pops in that I have to have it plugged into my PS5 in order to actually do the update, which every time I wait for the update, it does seem silly in the moment, or anytime I approach the update, it does seem silly that I have to plug it in. So it is a minor first-world problem, but that is one of the highlights of the latest PS5 update besides your standard bug fixes, things like that. Um, and Discord, and then
0: Discord was added,
1: and and Discord, and Discord sorry, and Discord, huge, um, which again for crossplay purposes and trying to find the proper audio to be able to play with your friends, crossplay is is definitely a huge, huge thing there. Um, I know that'll benefit sometimes when I'm trying to play Call of Duty with uh, people on Xbox, Fortnite with people on Xbox, basically anything, um, because I primarily get things for PlayStation Five multiplayer. Um, and then the last thing I had this is kind of in tune with the Resi- Resident Evil 4 remake coming out is that just a public service announcement if you don't know in the on the PlayStation Store Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake are both $10 right now Oof. leading up to it so if you're somebody like myself who Good deals um, yeah. who played but didn't play Resident Evil 2 and 3 a lot. Or, you know, like that's like I'm jumping on that. I, I was actually going to buy it right before this podcast. And I said a little post-it reminder for myself yeah. because I'm because I'm 34. So I still write on post-its. So, <laughs> yeah, that's so. a steal for those games.
2: Those games are fantastic.
0: Especially two because yeah. two's two's yeah. a lot bigger, a little longer. Yeah. Three short. Mm-hmm. But fun. I enjoy the short ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Next up is going to be our games for this week in which I played the Metroid Prime remaster and I also uh, finished and completed Seresa and the Lost Demon demo.
2: OK, um, I for the I don't even know how many times started playing through The Last of Us Part One again, um, only because. Uh, my daughter, who is now obsessed with the show, was like, will you play through the game so I can watch it? Because I don't want to play it. So I'm doing that. I don't have anything to say on that. But um, so I did play the Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw demo. And um, I have to talk about the Shadow Warrior series. Shadow Warrior 3 just dropped on Game Pass. So we have to talk about that series. Craig, I have to say. Oh, you know what? We also have Wulong. My bad. Oh, yeah, Yeah. Wulong. We talked about last week, but you hadn't played it yet.
0: Yes, correct. I've got one.
1: Okay, sweet. Craig, I just have to say before I forget, if I was a father, (laughs) I think that would warm my heart. Yeah. If my kid asked me to play Last of Us Part One (laughs) so they can watch, yeah. Like, let's just let's just think about that as a gamer. (laughs) It's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty cool.
2: Um, I mean, we got you know like the the season finale coming up, but. She was like, yeah, "Yeah, can you play through that and then also play through the second one? I'm like, I guess. Yeah, I don't mind doing that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's an excuse to play it again. I haven't played part two since it came out. I know we've all been talking about wanting to play it again, but there's my excuse right there. That's fantastic, man.
1: Um, it, it was a lightweight for me. Um, I had a lot of work and, and such going on. So I stuck to a game that was very pleasant and just tried to get as close to beating Fire Emblem Engage as I possibly could. Have not I was really hoping you were going to say
0: Soul Hackers 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Started my fourth
1: playthrough of Soul Hackers 2.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's all I have um, this week. I got a copy. I snagged a copy of Metroid prime and i was literally barry gonna text you if i should unwrap it i was like should i just make this a collectors and get it digitally i was almost (laughs) willing
2: to do that it seems like it's becoming available again
0: (laughs) yeah yeah they're doing a better job it's like kind of the same problem or issue they had with octopath traveler the first one that came out they had a little bit more of an issue of getting it out and i guess you know people did not expect especially nintendo did not expect metroid prime remaster to sell as well as it did And now that it's selling as well as it has, hopefully that gets them into making or remaking two and three and then actually, you know, putting bigger dollar signs behind four. Uh, But with that segue, I might as well talk about uh, the Metroid Prime remaster. Do it, do it. Metroid Prime remaster of, you know, it's kind of funny. I remember playing it as a kid and it's it's just kind of amazing how well it transfers over to the Switch. In In the GameCube version, pretty much all you did was like do the lock on button, shoot and strafe and that kind of thing. Well, you could still do that here, but you just have that second joystick to to actually move around and react a little bit quicker. I find that it almost play. It it feels more like a first person shooter now where on the GameCube one, it was a bit more frustrating. Uh, You know, it's it's kind of the simple and it's the same old story in dance with Metroid where it kind of. It doesn't tell you anything that's going on. You just have to read it through text, which some people aren't gonna like. Uh, but it's it, you know it is a enjoyably fun game. Uh, on the Switch, it looks great. I love the way it plays on Switch, uh, and just just overall, like uh, I'm just so happy to see like people playing this because it deserves to be played. Like people haven't played this since the GameCube version came out years ago. And mm-hmm. Metro- and like Metroid Prime, especially with the the hype that it got from Dread, I feel like definitely helped this out a bit more. And this and this is more of that Metroid, but just in first person. So you're a little bit more engrossed in it. I I want to say, you know, it's not just a 2D side scroller where people where you're like you're controlling, you know, in Metroid Dread is how that one works. So just just overall, like it it looks good. I just really hope that this gets Nintendo to start doing more with this series because it's showing that people are willing to buy it and willing to play it, but now Nintendo needs to be the one who comes out and is like, okay, let's support it. Let's get to the next portion and let's get you what you want. So I... The lights look good and the the future looks bright for Metroid, but I just don't know if Nintendo's going to put their time in it because overall, just... Uh, The Metroid Prime Remastered is a very solid Switch title. You should have this game if you have a Switch, and you're okay with first-person shooters, like on Switch. Because I I get it, some people don't use the Switch for that, but it's a Nintendo exclusive that no one else has.
2: Is this... um, Is it going to be a contender for you for Best Remake? Remastered? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think people... It's still... For me, Dead Space is still sitting there. Yeah. As like yeah. top of the top and we have Resident Evil 4 coming. But like, do you think that can compete with those ones?
0: Yeah, for sure. OK,
2: cool. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm going to. It intrigues me. I never played it. So.
1: Yeah, neither have I. That's why I'm I'm also excited to start it for that reason. Yeah. I never. Yeah, I'm like, two, I'm I'm
0: easily the farthest I ever have been in the
1: game. OK. That is um, for me, it's that and Wind Waker as the two games that I never played that I wanted to play the most Nintendo wise like, I just skipped and missed that 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 section Mm -hmm. of Nintendo. So I'm like, really excited. So it's fair,
0: just need a Wii U.
1: (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And lastly, I'll talk about the Bayonetta Origins and Cereza and the Lost Demon demo. Uh, it kind of came out as a surprise for me, but I saw it. I'm kind of excited for this game, so I just had to, I had to download it. Uh, demo is the opening couple chapters here. You get to a certain cutscene, and then it cuts you off. It is, first off, not a Bayonetta game. This is much <laughs> different. Uh, different type of control layout and... And puzzle solving. So one joystick controls Ceresa. The other joystick controls Cheshire. So if you're playing this okay. two-player, I feel like this is a good two-player game. I will admit playing it by myself, it is a little hard to keep track of both of them. But the combat is fairly simple. And But I'm early in the game. I don't know how far the combat goes or how difficult it's going to get later on. This... This game is very talky. This is not a Craig game. Craig, you know, <laughs> doesn't like yeah. all the talking. This is uh-uh. not that game. This is a lot of talking in this game and a lot of forced walking and th- and like that kind of portion of <laughs> it. So it's definitely not like it's definitely not like your type of game, Craig, for sure. I, I'm more or less interested in like the puzzle mechanics they can do with this because this is that kind of it takes two type of okay. game where each controller or each person is controlling a different part of the essentially the combat in the game so you know and but it takes two is different because you need two people to play it where you know so it's man, like brothers yes brothers that's a yeah That mm-hmm. that's a that's a better comparison there Like, overall, I do like the the Bayonetta flair it has on it. Like, Siretza is very young, very naive, like, daughter-type thing. It definitely seems to get into the lore as well of, like, for Bayonetta. (laughs) Like, there's definitely some parts where you're like, okay, like, this is stuff that happened in one. They're rehashing that and, like, trying to connect the dots. So... I I want to see how it continues like to connect to the future Bayonetta game series. It's just okay. that like the game is very easy to play, other than the fact that I feel like I have to have iguana like eyeballs like keeping track of both <laughs> of the characters at yeah. two different places. I this isn't going to be a game for everybody. Like just straight up, it's not going to be. Uh, people are going to be like, this game's boring and that kind of thing. I I played it and I'm okay with it. I'm I'm, I'm mixed for sure. But I want to keep playing it because I like the Bayonetta franchise, which I feel like is what they're trying to do here. They're probably just trying to capitalize on me is what it feels like. (laughs) Just
2: just you specifically. Yeah, just me
0: specifically. Yeah. So it's a
1: Barry game.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I everything you said, I was like, I was not that interested in this game. And after everything you said, I'm definitely not interested. But, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll work out for you. I don't know. I might. I might play the demo
1: just to see. Does it doesn't it hurt like it's to gonna play ha- the
0: demo. Yeah, true. Does it look it like it's to gonna play.
1: have depth? Is it gonna have depth? Does it look like that? Do you see a roadmap? Is what I'm saying. Does it like look I, promising? I. I think so. Like I. I like the puzzle
0: portion that this game, okay. like the potential it has for it, because there are certain parts in the game where you can't have them too far away from each other, and they both have okay. to take different paths. So. A lot of the times it's about, okay, Bayonetta first needs to clear a path for Cheshire so Cheshire can then move over and clear a path for Bayonetta. So it's like this okay. this mm-hmm. building that I like. And if the puzzles get a bit more complicated, because there are portions where she can't like climb or jump or anything like that. So Teresa, Ceresa, sorry, Cheshire is stuffed in the little cat doll and Cheshire just throws it up on a ledge. And then the cat will then break out of its doll form and continue moving around. So like I a like a Pokeball. Exactly. I like the little <laughs> bit of puzzle pieces that okay. are here. I just okay. want them to bit. I, I just want them to hopefully expand it a bit more with maybe some tougher puzzles or something like that.
1: Like scorn tough.
0: <laughs> Nothing is worse than the scorn first level toughness. Oh my god. Nothing
1: will ever. Oh my god, I hate that so much. That. That's Wait.
2: terrible. Which is worse, Barry? I'm gonna segue. Are you ready? Okay. Which is worse, the the scorn puzzle in the
1: first
0: level, or the first boss of Wulong?
1: Ooh, that is a the, segue. Oh, uh,
0: oh yeah, that, uh, but that's easy for me. The scorn, <laughs> the scorn one. Okay. I died. I died to the boss in Wu Long maybe two or three times, and then I beat him. Okay. Like, okay. I I don't know why everybody's saying it's tough. It was the it second, is...
2: second form with a full life bar. Like yeah, you, figure, that's out, it you was. figure out how to get past that first version of him. And I, I think I died to him like twice. And then I beat him and I was like, all right. And then his his health bar just fills back up. And I went, crap.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like after after like the second or third death for me, I can't remember how many times it took to beat it, but I know at least two or three. Yeah. I, I started channeling the just don't attack. Yeah. I just stopped attacking him like- or attacked very minimally because i they were forcing you mm-hmm. to just kind of learn how how to how to do the uh, deflect so i was like okay and then it got extremely easy for me well ext- more uh, much more easier for yeah. me yep when i did that i was playing too aggressive when i started
2: let let me ask you this too because i don't know if it was just me and i i haven't seen anybody else really mention it when i got to that second form right and that's the one that everybody had trouble with. And this is before they really tell you in detail about using the uh, like that, almost like a summon. Right. When it fills up, yeah. you hit the triangle and circle. And I had totally mm-hmm. forgot about that. And I was banging my head against the wall on the second boss. And I noticed it was full. And when I hit it, it did like the cutscene and ended the fight for me.
0: Yeah. Like, yep. I just I just yep. beat him.
2: And I was like, oh. I'm not supposed to actually fight his second form. I'm just supposed to use. I had no idea. I was trying I think to completely. I think you have
0: to, I think you have to like get like his halfway. HP to a certain, okay. certain part. I okay. got him 33 or like 25% left. And mm-hmm. then that bar filled up and then I used it. And then it went straight to cuts. Okay. Okay. So oh. <laughs> it might be can, the type we... of fit. Th- yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, can we also talk about your companion in that fight who kept saying, <laughs> get behind, get behind yeah. me. I'm going to protect you by the way. <laughs> and then dies.
0: and then immediately
2: (laughs) ties but anyway what do you think about the the game
0: barry the game overall the combat has like so much going on it's flashy and fun and it's fast i like Mm -hmm. that about wulong here it you know and it and it's they make it so satisfying to do like the parry type stuff and then hit people build up your spirit so you can deal back that spirit damage to them to stagger them like Mm -hmm. there there is a lot many systems going on here and i do enjoy uh like everything that's going on because it all feels good i really wish the only thing that like they would do almost is i wish they would pan the camera back out a bit more because there are a lot of times where like i'm just trying to dodge because like there's another enemy coming up behind me he's gonna hit me and my character like because i can't see far enough like the you know the enemy comes in and gets me in the back and i die but it really is mm. just as simple as going and going and killing them and being more careful. My next run. I, what I do, I want to th- say my best feature that I love about this game is the fact of like the flag feature, the morale where oh my God, yeah. if you're having issues with a final boss, or if you're someone who like to runs around and like complete everything, getting those flags help you in the final boss to take less damage. It's funny mm. where in the very beginning, you know, you're like morale 4, you face a morale like 6 or 7 opponent and he kills you in two hits. But yeah. I can be at morale 20 against the boss, he hits me and it's like, "Oh, that, that was nothing. That was, you know, almost like a <laughs> yeah. like a, a slight gust of wind hit me there." <laughs> and you can continue battling. So, I like that they don't try to keep you, I guess, bogged up by the boss battle. If you really want to get through it, just clear out the area, get all the flags, and you are like
1: you're basically if you're still on. having
0: issues, like beating the boss, you need to like reconsider your play yeah. style then. Because much like how Craig mentioned, it is very it, like a lot of the times now when fighting bosses, it's just as easy to wait for them to do their unblockable hit. Yep. Die, do the, you know, parry the unblockable hit, stagger them, do a hit, you know, do the. I guess the one special move after you stagger them with that back up and wait for it again like it is a very simple methodical thing i like the fun of like going in there and hitting them as many times as i can and then forcing myself to do the dodge i or the parry i do like that portion of things Mm -hmm. it was a little weird at first to get used to because you hear parry and i think sekiro so (laughs) yeah the block button is lb and i'm trying to mash block but the blocking you know the parrying isn't happening but that's yeah. because to parry, you need to press the dodge button that's B. So it's like, yeah, I, yeah. that threw me off. It, it took me, <laughs> I was like, yeah. why, why am I not parrying? Like, I'm waiting and I'm just not, I'm not getting it. And then I finally, <laughs> finally got it after a little bit there. But, you know, overall, it is, it is a very fun Souls light game. And I think it's very beginner friendly. And yeah. I think that's what's most important. We get enough Souls games that are constantly trying to bury us in our own depression about how we're not good enough uh it's nice to have a game that for the most part gives you the tools to be good enough and to continue to play the game and also feel like a badass you know for the most part of like parrying you know the super big moves that the bosses can do so just just overall it is a fun game i'm glad that it's on game pass because this means more people get to play it but it's one of those things where you know Soulsborne games have almost become synonymous with PlayStation because of Demon Souls. So, yeah, you get Demon Souls when you're on PS5, but every other Soulsborne game ever out there is available on Xbox too. Yeah. So, but now Wu Long is now free on Xbox. So, it's kind of this, I guess it's a balance, but it's also like, you know, you know, if you if you only have a PS5, you know, it kind of sucks to hear that Xbox you can get it for free with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So, Right. You know, but that, but that's nothing new. This has been this way for a while now.
2: Plus you got, yeah. uh, what's the other one coming? Life of P.
1: Lies. Um, Lies, of P. Lies, Lies of P. Lies of P. Yeah, yeah like that's that. gonna be sick. We got that that's coming go. too. So yeah.
2: I don't know if if you it. guys are the same way with Wulong, but like I, you, there's just an overabundance of gear drops in this game. And I find yep. that 99% of them, I don't, use and I end up selling because I go to the blacksmith and upgrade what I have. And at that point, it's going to be better than almost everything that gets dropped along the way. So I feel like I'm getting a lot of gear, which I enjoy in these type of games, but I'm not using like any of it.
1: No, you're right. The the, like there was a sword I got in the first level that I Mm -hmm. used for like three levels, you know, I just like upgraded it um i forget what i'm using right now i think i'm using the spear or or one of the other like longer type of weapons but it's same same thing for me it's just a lot of drops and you're like oh i don't need this oh i don't need this oh i don't need this
2: once you figure out which weapons you want to use like i'm using like the longer spear and also like the double swords that are faster um like once i figured out which ones i like like i'm not switching ever yeah
0: i like beating them with the stick
2: (laughs) that's fair of course i i I've noticed too that like this game is perfect for me to like drop in, do a level and like a side mission and then be done with it. Mm -hmm. Like it's so perfect. I'm just like, I don't feel the need to play this game for four hours straight, but like that, like 45 minute stretch is perfect. And then I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, like it feels good.
0: Yeah. And I guess the, one of the main things I guess we haven't talked about still, and I guess it's probably for good reason Ah, uh, the reason we don't mention the story in this game is because it's very forgettable. It's I couldn't so tell dumb. you what's going on. It, yeah, it, you're the just voice acting is awful. Yeah, you're just pairing <laughs> up with historical Chinese third dynasty figures and going to beat people up. Like these characters are not memorable. You're not playing this mm-hmm. game for the story. You're playing it for oh, no. combat it's fun. It makes you feel good.
1: Yeah. Yes. And to see what the next boss looks like. Exactly. It, you know that's what it is. It's. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that's that's all that's all for games for me. All
2: right, um, am I the only one who played the Resident Evil demo so far? Yes. Okay. I like it. I downloaded okay. it. Okay. Um, Barry, you played Resident Evil Four before, or no? Not? I never have. Craig, you've played Resident Evil Four before?
1: Yes. Okay. I, actually, I didn't. I didn't play a lot of it, but just okay. like the beginning.
2: Sure. As I, I guess that makes me the expert, then, I, even though I don't want to be, but I guess I am. Um, I have owned this game on PlayStation 2, um, Xbox, Oculus. Uh, I don't even know how many times I've played through this game before, but I'm constantly surprised by how good the Resident Evil games look. All of them, like seven, eight, both, all the remakes, like they just look so good. Um, and this is by far the best Resident Evil game. Resident Evil 4, is that's not like a shock to anybody. That's unanimously considered the best Resident Evil game. Um, and seeing it remastered, and you don't get a lot in this demo, which is fine. It was enough for me to be like, all right, let me see how this looks. And then you get going, you're like, yeah, this looks uh, incredible. Um, handle's incredible. It's exactly what you want. I'm super pumped to play through this game. Um, I'm interested to see... Uh, When the game comes out, Resident Evil four originally had a hidden mechanic uh, that people didn't realize, which was if you were using your ammo, they would intentionally drop the ammo that you needed. Or if you were getting through sections really easily, they would bump the difficulty up on you without you knowing. Um, Hmm. I forget what it was called, but it was a hidden component that they put in that game specifically. I hope it's the same in here. So as like a tidbit, like there's no need to conserve ammo. There never was because they will drop what you need. So you don't need to be like, I only got five shots. Let me, you know, let me run around with a knife. But yeah, this demo looks phenomenal. I'm super excited to play it in what? A week and a half, two weeks, something like that. It's coming yeah. up quick. Um, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to both play it. Barry has a first time playthrough. I think you'll have a ton of fun. Um, I'm excited. The bo- yeah, The bosses are memorable. I enjoy all the bosses. Um, and yeah, it looks like you know Resident Evil Eight, um, but it's third person, obviously. But yeah, mm-hmm. I s- feel so good after playing that demo. So for sure, check out that demo. It was it was great. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess
0: my my main thing, just for one more thing about it, is I really I really hate that I'm gonna miss what sounds like the arcadiness of what the original four was. Yeah, like the tapping to A to rapidly run. Like I've seen people like do playthroughs of yeah. like a certain cutscene where you're doing that stuff, or like tapping A to like stop a boulder or yep. something like the QDs that. These so, were like,
2: for hilarious in this game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I I really hate that I'm probably gonna miss that because this game is going to take itself so seriously with it so you know i guess i'll have to live vicariously through the videos i see on the internet but may- yeah. i'd really hope for a surprise where you know you you get those callbacks to where the game can just like let loose and have fun and and yeah. not all the resident evil games have to be super serious like we've gotten recently like there there is a point that it can have fun like yeah. three has its moments of like craziness and fun for me I and think- i just I feel like you're still together.
2: gonna see that in there. I don't think they're gonna completely get rid of it. I mean the trade-off if with it looking more serious is that you don't have tank controls anymore like you yeah. did in the original, which was awful. Yeah, Just yeah that's awful. huge. Um so being able to move around freely is a good trade off. But I still think you're gonna see those quick time events with the boulder and, and all that. I don't think I'm hoping they didn't get rid of that for sure. Cause that's like a, that's a it's a memorable thing from that game that and like i don't know some of the bosses are just so memorable to me
0: yeah no i'm excited
2: uh and then shadow warrior 3 um that just dropped on on game pass and i wanted to bring it up because i i played a decent amount of it this week is that i don't think anybody's ever talked about shadow warrior ever like i feel like it's a series that's really just goes unnoticed um but i really enjoy this series a lot it's kind of like a It plays like Doom. Um, It's very fast paced uh, with a just an obnoxious main character, like hilariously (laughs) obnoxious. He's, you know, he's a ninja, but he's just so ridiculous. And I just enjoy like I love Doom, you know, the newer Dooms. I thought they were great, but just like zipping around and like you have your guns shooting the guns. And then when you need ammo, pulling out your sword, your katana and cutting people up to get more ammo, just like in Doom. I just think it works so well. Um, The stories have always been ridiculous. And like, I'm all for stupid stories, just like we were talking about with Resident Evil. It doesn't have to be serious. Every game doesn't need to be super serious. And it's such a nice like break from everything. So serious in gaming today to play games like this. I think all three of them are on Game Pass. They were at one point. I just didn't check this week, but I just like people need, I think to experience that game and I was just when I was playing it, I was like, I don't remember the last time I heard anybody mention Shadow Warrior, like ever. Um, and it's it, to me, it's a shame because I think they're very, very good games that are made for I don't think a lot of money, um, and they do a pretty good job.
1: Okay. Yeah, now, those, like those with Shadow, I,
0: what? with Shadow Warriors Three has mm-hmm. has all the games been like this kind of? And do you need to play one and two to get three?
2: So you don't have to like when you start shadow warrior three, it's going to throw you in kind of like right at where shadow warrior two kind of, you know, ended the first mm-hmm. shadow warrior was more of a straight up first person shooter. Um, not like a doom style. It was just like a straight, here's your levels go through them. First person style. Whereas, you know, two and three it ended more like a doom right around the time, the doom remaster, you know, remakes came out. Um, but no, you don't have to play through them. You can if you want. Uh, but they do, I felt like, a decent enough job at the beginning of 3 being like, like, they throw you right in. They're like, the game starts and it's like this gigantic uh dragon that's like going through this the sky, just destroying everything. And they do a good job of being like him explaining as he's like running up the dragon to try and kill it um, what happened before. So if you just want to jump in on three, you definitely can. And you're not going to be super confused. You just don't need to take the story seriously because it's just way out there for sure.
1: All right. Well, that's cool. good to know. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, I only really did Fire Emblem Engage. I kind of already put my take on it in the last, at least the last podcast, maybe even the one before when I started like the first or second chapter. Um, The only thing I really have to say for it is is it's really just a nice game to play. I found a, and Barry, you might do this when you play. I found a nice balance between playing and then all the stuff that you have to do in the main area while you're having your side conversations where you're building rapport with your teammates and such like that. I'm doing stuff in my home. (laughs) I found like uh, there's enough time. And because I, I play with a uh, a wireless um, controller on my Switch because I don't like to, I basically don't like to create drift on the Joy-Cons and have to buy them like every six months. So <laughs> I have this like wireless controller that's, and I walk around and I just start these conversations while I'm, while I'm doing it. There's certain things that you have to move around for, but there is a lot of There's, talking.
0: That's one way to do it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And like, and I don't want anybody who's listening or watching, or even the two gentlemen that I'm staring at right now, to think that that makes me enjoy the game less. It doesn't. For some reason, with everything that I could have been playing this week, I kept turning on my switch, and that says something. Like, like normally I don't get affected to the point where I can't play an in-depth game by anything else going on in my life. Um, but like, right this week, every single day, I had a choice. And you have that moment where you're just like, what do I want to play? And I could have jumped back into Oolong, which I might need a change up, so I'll probably do this week. I could have done a load of different things, but Engage engages me okay. enough.
0: Why? Why do we do this podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, it lights a fire in my soul that I just have to, you know, just keep, I don't know how to use Emblem, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Um i am intrigued enough by the game i think i'm in chapter 16 or 17 and i don't want to spoil and know how many chapters there are necessarily um but i think i'm getting there so um it's a good game i understand the polarizing i checked metacritic and metacritic has a great score user score is terrible well Mm -hmm. terrible in comparison to what it should be i think it's like 66 or something like that I'm, I'm the person who's rating it like an 85 or 90. It's just also wow. a great way to get stuff done. You know, um, while crazy. I do it, though, I don't know. I'm getting things done while I'm playing games. So there's something positive there.
2: That's such an interesting. Every time you say engage, I just think of the handheld. Do you remember the handheld? Do you remember the engage?
1: Oh, wow. The engage vaguely. All I remember about nope. the engage
2: is in order to change the cartridges, it was a handheld. Um, in order to change the cartridge like the game, you had to take the battery out of the back because the game went underneath the battery. It was so dumb. Oh, but huh. anyway, that's all I think about when you say engage. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, next that's all I have. Is, yeah, next up is going to be movies for us. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I've only watched The Last of Us uh, with basketball happening. Yes, I pretty much have just been a basketball March Madness nerd uh, for the last <laughs> five days of my life. So now that basketball is almost free, we'll have to see how that almost goes. we but got
2: March Madness coming.
0: Yeah, but it's not a game every day. Like I come home and it's been, yeah, game. It is.
2: it's like every game. Well, not necessarily who yeah. you're rooting for, but it's like exactly thousand yeah. games a day. Yeah. Oh, but like I can, I can
0: have a game watching a background is what I mean. Okay. Like okay. I, the last four days I get home and I run to my TV to, to get to the <laughs> game in time. Yep. And And in some cases, you know, I'm, Finishing up work and trying to rush through work in order to get to <laughs> to watch the game, you know whether it's to my own detriment or not. Yep. Regardless, yeah. uh, it, it yeah, it's only been The Last of Us for me, and I know uh, the Oscars are tonight as well. So
2: yeah, yep. the Oscars. I'll be, keeping
0: an eye, I'll be keeping an eye on that as well and see how many things, everything, everywhere, all at once wins.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, we've we, we've reached the the week where productivity in the workforce drops dramatically because everybody's watching March Madness while they're at work. Um oh, so yes. every, everybody mentally prepare for that. Um but I did watch two bangers this week. I took two good ones. Um I just got back from seeing Scream, which would be Scream Six, and Woo-hoo. I watched the movie Missing.
1: Okay uh for me it is the last of us as well and then i also watch this series called school spirits which is on paramount plus
2: i have that on my list i just didn't start it yet
1: oh <laughs> i'll tell you why you should start it okay uh all right so
2: scream six let's do that scream six yes this is uh the series that barry is most in love with he loves scream i'm just kidding never never watch
0: scream
1: he <laughs> loves to scream yes uh, i i
0: only i only no. know screen because of the one commercial that goes i feel
1: reason
2: like
0: i know who that is i feel that's like from, scream
2: is is a good entry point right because it's not really scary it's it not like it they're was not, it's not yeah.
1: scary it's it's definitely it's definitely a very bloody whodunit yes it, that's that's what yes. every movie is for it's the a most slasher part.
2: overly violent but I, I just enjoy every single movie trying to figure out who Ghostface killer is in this one like exactly. and I, I don't it's think fun. I've ever got I've never gotten it right as far as I know with trying to guess who it is but that's the fun right the whole movie for me what works so well about these movies is one they're breaking the fourth wall all the time because every yeah. movie is talking about how it's this is a you know we're in a, a slasher movie so we you know don't trust the your friends don't trust the new people in the, in this movie. Like all that stuff is mentioned. Um, Even down to the fact that like, and this isn't a spoiler, but scream has never done an after credit scene ever. And they did in this one. So I stayed and it's literally three seconds long where one of the characters goes, uh, we don't need a end credit scene. And then it just ends like to me, like that kind of fourth wall stuff is why I like scream. um Yeah. But you know, like, I think it's crazy to me that they continue to make entertaining movies, six of them in, uh, and they have no business being as good as they are. Uh, mm-hmm. honestly, if you take away like the overabundance of gore, cause there is a lot in these movies. I honestly do think Barry, you would enjoy trying to figure out who the killer is. Like, it's so much okay. fun. I love that stuff. Um, and this is no different. I, I, I think this one's probably my favorite out of all of them. Um, They bring back some more people from past movies that I think is great. I love the cameos. Oh, wow. Uh, But yeah, I, you know, I, it was very, very good for sure. We'll see where it ends up at the end of the year for me. Um, But as far as where we're at right now, you know, a couple months in it's, it's a very, very good movie.
1: I'm excited that they took everything and brought it to the big apple because that just changes up the scenery of where these murderings are happening. (laughs) Yep. And there is
2: a, like, I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything, but there is a scene that they do in the New York subway that is done so incredibly well. It's insane to me how well that worked. And I was like, just watching that scene. I was like, man, they did such a good job with this. It's incredible. Um, Just like the tension and all that, uh, you know, Trying to figure out who's who and like, is he on the train? Is he not on the train? You know, it's just incredible, just an insanely well done. Um, but missing, I wanted to talk about as well. If you remember, I don't know, it was a year or two ago, there was Searching. I don't know if you guys ever watched that movie. Um, it was, I'm gonna forget his name, but he was half of Harold and Kumar. Um, but basically, oh, it, go ahead. No, wait, I, I, it's coming to me. Keep going. Um, so basically, When that movie came out searching, it was a movie about a father looking for his daughter. But the entire movie is done through the the lens of looking at a computer screen the entire movie. So it's him going through like Google, Google search and and whatever, trying to find his daughter missing is the same thing. um, But it has to do with a daughter whose uh, mother and boyfriend go away for a trip and they disappear before they come home. Um, what makes this movie work so well is obviously, you know, it's her trying to figure out everything that's going on. The twists I did not see coming at all. it um, caught me off guard. And you can't make these movies work without the actual uh, websites and apps that exist in real life. So the fact that she's going through and, you know, she's trying to figure out where they went. So she's trying to get into their Gmail account. And then... All the while, like her ring cameras going off at the front door, she's going through Instagram, she's going through Facebook, all this stuff. Like having that real stuff in there makes it work. She's on a MacBook, so like the majority of the movie, she'll have like her uh, window up for FaceTime, and that's where you <clears> see her is like that reverse image of her. Um, yeah, like the entire movie is done that through that point of view, and I just think that's so cool to do it that way. Um, I'm forgetting the actress's name, but she was just in uh The Last of Us, uh the Left Behind episode as Ellie's friend. Um, and I oh, wow, her okay, name, but it's her. Uh and there's some other people in this movie as well that are recognizable, but she does such a fantastic job. Like, that's gotta be a hard movie to act in, you know. Um, trying to yeah. pull that off through different, like, you know, the the camera on her MacBook, the the ring doorbell camera. Um, she's going through live cams of different places and the acting that goes on there, um, using WhatsApp, all that stuff. It's so cool. Um, can't recommend this movie enough. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it totally caught me off guard with where it went. Um, you know, it starts with my mom and her boyfriend are gone and just goes from there. Like that's your setup and it just goes. Um, so yeah, hundred percent check that one out. It is, uh, streaming right now you have to pay for it i don't know if there's plans mm-hmm. on it you know going somewhere else to stream for free but i it's one of those movies after you're done you're like i wish i could go back and watch that again for the first time you know like okay. i love that type of movie so yeah for sure check that out
1: i'll definitely keep my eye on that one that sounds great and mm-hmm. and it reminds me of it reminds me of a a thriller instead of a scary movie like unfriended how unfriended yes. was able to to yep. nail we bring we, we, we bring up unfriended probably every six to eight months <laughs> for some reason and yeah and 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 that's what they did they were able to nail it like just on a computer screen the entire movie such a Um, cool idea it is um so i'll get through school spirits and then we could talk about the last of us um last episode um well the last episode not the final pent-alton there you go yep thank you nice word (laughs) um so School Spirits is currently streaming on Paramount Plus. It is about a girl who walks up and immediately wakes up and immediately realizes that she is in the afterlife. Um, nobody can see and hear her. She wakes up in the school that she goes to, the high school that she goes to, and it progresses into a who killed me type of scenario. Um, it had kind of a 13 reasons why if you guys have ever seen that particular show based on the very popular book. Um, But it's essentially, you suspect all the friends, there's the classic high school tropes that you have, there's the teacher that's a little weird that pays a little bit too much attention and cares a little bit too much about his students. And then you have, as she's being dead in the school, she can obviously observe what's going on. And she had a boyfriend when she was alive who was essentially what, what they would call a burnout, um already at this point in his life and she kind of is observing things around her and trying to figure out how she died and like who was involved in it and the kicker which reminded me of American Horror Story season one was like she can't leave the school She does that classic thing that Violet did in season one, which that came out a decade and a half ago, so I don't mind spoiling, um, (laughs) where she would try to leave the premise of where she died and she would run and then immediately get transported back into the school's boiler room where her body was found. So uh, not a scary one at all. Um, There's some small things she realizes about what she can do with the afterlife. One of the things is that everybody else who died in that school, also remains in that school so she has some friends and a little of a actual support group that she goes to there's like an afterlife support group where they all just try to talk through being dead so that offers some great comedy as well it's a good combination of teen angst with funny moments slight coming of age because she can't really get any older because she's dead but um um there's a definite who did it and you're trying to figure it out the whole time. They do a good job of making everybody suspicious. Um, The actress who plays um, Maddie, uh, Maddie Nears, I believe is the character's name. The actress who plays that and her name's escaping me. At this moment, she is fantastic at playing the teen angst kind of girl. And um, it's just a great all around flick um, or all around TV show at the moment. It's not done yet. So there's still episodes that need to get dropped. I believe they come out every Wednesday. So I recommend it, definitely, especially if you have Paramount+. Plus.
2: Yeah, I'm for sure going to watch that.
0: Now, before we get into The Last of Us, have you guys been watching uh, The Mandalorian?
1: Yeah. I have not.
0: I was about to say, I just wanted to ask. I feel like there's so little hype around The Mandalorian, where we used to talk about it every week. (laughs) Uh, It just seems like, for whatever reason, this season, and maybe it's because of The Last of Us, like just no one is talking about it. I, I so, think the,
2: the last of us hype is part of the problem. And I think like, even after I watched the first episode of Mandalorian, I kind of like, it was good, but I kind of sat there like, are we, are we over the Mandalorian? That's at what, this point? you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, Unless I I mean, I'm going to
2: watch it all and maybe we get to the point where I'm like, all right, now I'm fully invested again. But with The Last of Us looming every week, I'm just like, I'm watching The Mandalorian, but it almost like a necessity. Like, I should probably watch this episode. Yeah. It just came out. But I'm not yeah. like, this is the best thing ever, for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, so uh, the second to last episode of The Last of Us. <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> Wow. Uh, like overall yeah just like an incredible episode where we get to see actress bella Ramsey really just take the take a hold of the show and go at her on herself um like overall it just has so much to do with the acting around her that allows her to shine where the the creepy priest is a <laughs> creepy priest yep. uh, yeah. you know and Bella plays Ellie just so naturally it just feels like you know she you know she's in Ellie's mind space and you finally get to see a piece of uh, of Joel that we really haven't seen or it's been alluded to so far with uh the fact that he's kind of pseudo replaced his daughter with Ellie um yeah you know for me this was a big transition point to what's going to be the last episode that gets aired tonight yeah uh, uh. <laughs> for, for me the ending is paramount here um yep. from what yes. from what i've read they say that this apparently this episode is the shortest run, run time out of all the other episodes which is rare interesting yeah considering uh, a lot of the time hbo episodes tend to well, be longer for left. the finale yeah there there isn't much left but uh, just like overall, you know, the callbacks to the game, Troy Baker, like, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that they just gave him like, it, and it's not just like a, a creeper or a ticker type of um, clicker, sorry, clicker, uh, like type of role. He, they actually gave him like a bit of a human and the, yep. f- and the fact that he gets killed in a brutal way, which was awesome <laughs> too. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. But I thought they mentioned that the girl who played Ellie, Ashley Birch, I believe is her name or something like that. It's really, I know Ashley it's Ashley. Johnson. Ashley Johnson. Gotcha. I thought she got a role in the show too. She we did. She's,
2: seen in, the, she she's in the last episode. She oh, okay. Does. So now I know. Yeah. Okay. They did I, mention that. Because I okay. thought the same thing. I was like, well, there's Troy. Where's Ashley? And then I saw like yesterday, she posted like, yeah, this is like, I'm in the last episode. So
0: It's oh, good. good.
2: They deserve yeah. to be in it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great.
0: Such an open episode. The set piece with the inside the restaurant was just yep. awesome. Uh, you yep. know, you so good. You get the tension waiting and, for it. <laughs> and you know, like it, it's funny cause I got the flashbacks to a part in last of us part two where Ellie's kind of lost her mind and mm-hmm. it just keeps going and going and going. And then the camera starts to get bloody and yep. like, a part of me was like, OK, when do we get to see this dude's mangled face like show <laughs> yeah. up? Well, you know, we yeah. didn't get to see that. But yeah. immediately after walking out, you know, Joel or Pedro Pascal comes out and, you know, tries to calm her down and says, baby girl. And that's the that's the hint for everybody. Yep. Oh that's, the, that's the that's the transition. So uh, yeah. overall, overall, just super excited for what uh, hopefully they nail the ending. That's what matters now.
1: I like the transition they did there. Like, well, the deviation from the game. Because, like, in the game, like, Joel pulls Ellie off of her her work, so to speak, um, for her masterpiece. Yeah. And uh, I think it was really kind of nice because they toyed with you. And, you know, they had, for the people who didn't play the game, they had Joel seemingly looking like he was going to rescue Ellie when he went into his own. Like, he he was going into a building, which... The way they shot it made it seem like joel was going into where she was being held captive yep and and what that allowed for a new watcher or somebody who didn't play the game was to kind of like almost see that joel all oh, right, joel's coming to save the day again even though ellie's been kind of holding it down and no it's this was all ellie this is all ellie and um you really got to see the anguish and the 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 anger and just all the feelings that she's been feeling like just throughout this entire journey. And even before she basically unleashed all of that on that gentleman's face, which was, (laughs) which was nice to see, you know, because like that's, that's where we all connect. We connect with Ellie in a lot of ways besides the fact that they're in an uh, post-apocalyptic scenario. Um, And that's just another way that we we as viewers get to connect with Ellie um, is just kind of seeing all that emotion come up at once because, Sometimes, you know, and what her and Joel do on a daily basis, they can't always do that. They're too busy watching and waiting and making sure that like they're just okay and able to move on, you know. But that was it was a powerful scene, you know, Mm -hmm. and for us who played the boss battle, you know, that was as close to the boss battle as you can get, you know, like or like that was that was good. You know, it was almost identical. Yeah,
2: it was done so well. I was impressed. Everything with that episode was very very close to the game except for Joel pulling her off which I think was a good move to to not have that in here and have him show up later just again proves that like now nah, she did all this on her own you know she survived on her own she cared for him and completely healed him um he wouldn't be alive without her so it was yeah. it was well done I'm super excited for this last episode I have complete faith that they're going to wrap it up correctly at this point they they haven't let us down yet
1: no they haven't and all the deviations they have done have been great you know which is nice you know especially when you're working with the writer and creator you know that's how you do it um the last thing that i wanted to mention that was hilarious to me i don't know why i chuckled at this but joel waking up after being healed in his 50s just rocked the search party himself (laughs) he just (laughs) he did Yep. (laughs) and we
2: we still got the uh the map scene which i think was amazing in the game so seeing that in the show was awesome just just how brutal he can be when he needs to be
1: oh yeah that was a good joel moment there
0: (laughs) and we're gonna leave you with that cliffhanger here uh (gasps) you know yeah thank you guys for listening hopefully you guys are enjoying this and I can't wait to see everybody's impressions of the last of us. Now that the series is series is going to be complete by the time this episode comes out. Uh, We do plan on doing an episode just on the finale. Uh, It's going to be a quick one, but I'm hoping to have it at the same time as the regular episode is out. So just keep that in mind. If you are interested, please make sure to follow our Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at high sensitivity. If you would like, we also, if you could review it on your podcast, listening platform of choice, I'd also appreciate it. Everyone that continues to support us uh, through YouTube and through the listening of the podcast, I appreciate it. 150 episodes been doing this for three years and it's just a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. I enjoy doing <laughs> this and I enjoy seeing the the small growth that we continue to have year over year. So my deepest thank yous to all those that support us and can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Should be a fun one.
1: See, ya. See Bye, you. Bye guys. Thank you.